I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue. We became best buds through the heavy music scene. And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows. This is All Consuming Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to All Consuming Podcast. Today we have a fun episode ahead. Yeah. But before we get into that, I thought I'd ask you, Tyler, since it's been a oh, minute. Yeah. What you been up to? Uh, been up to quite a bit lately. School just got out for the summer, so that's awesome. Um, and started football, spring football stuff, and you know, and what's interesting is even in all of that, and even in coaching football i still get reminded of our podcast gary oh <laughs> like uh, this one kid that's on our football team uh he's actually like he goes to a, a local uh private school but they don't have a football team so he plays for our school yeah and uh somebody told him that i have a podcast that does christian heavy music like and someone yeah. from your team yeah like yeah, yeah. someone on the okay. team you know because the kids like find out and stuff whatever you know, and so he came up to me and he said, "Hey, coach, uh, I hear you have a Christian podcast for like heavy music." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, who told you?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, this guy right here," and uh, he's like, "So did you uh, have you ever talked about Wolves at the Gate?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, actually, no, we haven't fully done that, but you know, I've trying to like." get away from my statement I made yeah, you know, be, last episode. <laughs> to be fair, you have talked about Wolves at the Gate. <laughs> that is true. Um, and not negatively. Like, I think they're good. They're just, you know, they could be on the local soft rock radio station, you know. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have even said that. We'll edit that out. Sure um, n- Enough about me, Gary. You've been traveling the world or the United States. Seems like that, yeah. The last few weeks, you know, going on vacation, living it up right yeah i'm happy to be home i'm done with vacation that's good yeah went to long beach last week it was like 55 on the best day with the sun out oh yeah so it's still pretty cold and so coming back here to 75 degree weather is just amazing (laughs) the washington and oregon coast like for people that have never been there it's sweater weather basically year round. If it peaks into the seventies or eighties, like it is so hot over there, which, you know, it's not the typical East coast, you know, Southeast coast beaches or California beaches. Yeah. It's, it's way different, right? Oceans are colder. Beaches is beaches are cold and, but it's fun and it's really beautiful and we like going. Dude. Heck yeah. But yeah, earlier today I got back from work and it's my first time back in office since covid except i didn't go in office they had like a food truck day and so they got a bunch of food trucks out there like you know pulled pork and asian stuff and uh ice cream truck and there was even like they bought like a ton of girl scout cookies my work did okay and just gave them to people that's awesome and of course i wanted some but i was like waiting there you know we also got like free drinks because there's like a, a cider house across the street from my work and they were there too. And so I'm like waiting for all these people to get their Girl Scout that cookies. Sounds awesome. And I didn't get any. I missed out. They ran out? Yeah. But there's like a cornhole tournament. And then after that, all the losers started going to play volleyball. So I finally got to play volleyball after like two years. 
And man, I'm getting old. <laughs> Why would like, you say that? I mean, I, I don't feel or my brain doesn't think I am, but like, mm-hmm. and I've been very not active for two years, right? <laughs> but yeah. I don't have a gym membership anymore because of COVID. I just haven't gotten active again. But just like falling, like falling backwards to like catch yourself. I just could never, ca- I'm constantly falling down. Like I'm like this guy out there flopping on the sand. Stop it. I don't even know how to hit a ball. And like, I like fell on my my hand and to catch myself and my wrist was just not able to hold me up. So I like fell all the way down and I'm like, what is this? I would jump and my ankle would like snap sideways and I fall over. I'm like, what? Legs work. It was just... <laughs> It was frustrating, you know. That's hilarious. I mean, Gary, you're not old. Like, let's be real. You're not, in comparison to things. In, compared to the earth, dude, you're young. <laughs> right? Compared to most people's grandpas, you're young. So, like, just it's all about perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's enough with our small talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just thought we'd have a fun conversation before we we dug into this next album. Today we're going to talk about Plead the Widow's Cause. Yeah. And they're awesome. Uh, is it an EP? Is it an LP? It's eight tracks, Pain Split. And we've been listening to this pretty much since it came out. I think Absolutely. I found it on like a Facebook group or something. Um, and I think I sent it to you, Tyler. I, I'm going to say I did and take credit. But uh, yeah. Uh, I loved it right away, and I jammed it, and it's like one of those albums on the first listen, you're like, I liked that, but it's like, what did you love? And it's like, I don't know yet. Yeah. And so you're like, you know, you share it with people, and you're like, it's good. Oh, what what song should I listen to? All of them. Like, I don't know. The whole album. Yeah. Dude, I totally feel you. I think like, so you did, um, I have no idea how you found them, Facebook or whatever, you know, but you sent it to me, and for the first time in our friendship, I think... I actually listened to it right away. What? Yeah, you sent it with like super intriguing. I think like the text read like, listen to these dudes. They sound like they're from like the early 2000s, you know, post hardcore stuff. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm down for that. And so I listened right away and I was hooked, man. It's just a different sound than what's coming out right now. It's a collection of sounds that we all really like absolutely and like i think you're i think you're so so right about how the first time you listen you're like oh my goodness i really like that what do you like well i know i i, I know i like it and you keep listening and then you hear the lyrics and you're like oh i really like that yeah. and there's all these pieces that are just just really good and, and there, there's a song specifically on this album um that is one of my favorites like I don't know like, if I'd say like song of the year so far, but it's a song that I've probably played maybe the most this year outside of Kate Bush's running up the hill, you know, <laughs> from stranger <course>. things. <laughs> yeah. So what song, what song stuck sticks out to you? Like, I assume it's the one you're talking about. So for me, like, and we'll go into depth on this true love right away stood out to yeah. me. Um, lyrically and, and sonically, uh, just, Everything about it was good. So much so, Gary, that when I first heard it and that that part that we'll get to where it comes in and it says true love and you can just kind of like feel the groove going, Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to make a reel with this song. And you did. 
And I did. I found a great, <laughs> I found a great like Disney cruise ship video of like kids and parents like dancing, so cringe, mm-hmm. right? I don't even. What are they doing? They're doing this thing. What is that? Yeah, I like a Fortnite I, dance or the, something. The fist and kick thing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're doing that, and I was like, oh my gosh, this fits so perfectly to that sound, and it, and it went pretty. It went pretty well. A lot of people liked it, and yeah, uh, asked who's the band, who's the band, and we got to tell them, and so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for I think that song only stuck out to me because when it ended, it's like, oh, it's over. And you like look at the last song they played, it's like, oh, it's called True Love, you know. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the the one that stuck out um, after the first or second playthrough is probably Diet Koresh. Oh, yeah. I think it's just because like the choruses stick out pretty good um, and they get stuck in your head. Absolutely. Uh, you know, integrity is for the weak. Um. So yeah, when we were t- talking about what what songs to pick, I was like, I don't. That's such a tough song lyrically to dissect. But luckily, our friends at Kingdom Core, they did. You know, Kingdom Core podcast. They they interviewed them and asked them the tough questions. So uh, that that kind of answers some of our stuff. We've got some so, material to build off of. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys like these guys, after we talk about them. And go through some of our favorite songs. We're going to talk about six of them today. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're going to convince you that these guys are awesome. Absolutely. And you all will love them. Yes. Uh, but, you know, if you really like it and you want to, like, listen to some of their personalities um, and, like, they're the band themselves, like, you go listen to Kingdom Core Podcast. Yeah. It's a good interview. It was really fun. And they're really awesome Christian dudes. And I really like how they kind of talked about like one of the biggest things they talked about that I really liked was that it was five guys with five different musical tastes. Yeah. And they're just putting them all together in this album. And I think you can really tell uh, going track by track and parts of each song. You're like, Oh, that kind of sounds like this band. That kind of sounds like this. Like, but you can't say like, these guys sound like so-and-so like they are unique. They are themselves. And I really like, Really like what they did. Now, Gary, if you if you had to, sorry for interrupting, but if you had to say who they sounded like, you got to give mm-hmm. me some sort of like someone's gonna ask you like, hey, go listen to Plead the Widow's Cause, and they're like, okay, so kind of who do they remind you of? And you got to uh, give yeah, but them. band. I don't really do the band thing. I just kind of throw genres and year ranges. Uh, but if if I had a gun to my head and someone said you have to name some bands, Gary, um. There's a few times where I hear like Emery, yeah, early yeah. Emery. Um, there's a few times where I hear like Spencer era Under Oath, uh, kind of early, especially like there's some vocal lines that I think uh, kind of sound like that. Sonically, in like guitars and the bass and stuff, like Blindside. Um, but they didn't even mention Blindside as like one of their influences, and I was like. I hear, you hear so it? much. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear it until uh, one of them said Flyleaf. I think their lead guitarist was saying. And I was like, okay. I get it you now. get it. I also get like some of that kind of punkish vibes, right? So more along the lines of like, we've already done an episode on Close Your Eyes. Sometimes I get some yeah. of that, you know, and, and kind of down that genre yeah too. yeah and there's some old hardcore stuff like from when i was a kid yeah you know strong arm mm-hmm. embodiment 
like these these older like they scream a lot but then they have like these talk singing parts where you're like 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 that's really cool that's like a post hardcore thing and they do that in this this album as well and i, I really like yeah yeah all the i think pieces. i think it is hard to put them into this like box of like who they are because like you said they're all these different musicians with different interests and things they listen to and they brought it together and they made this awesome band that i can't wait to talk about yeah yeah and i mean the mix is awesome yeah. uh, the production quality is like like it, it gives it this really raw almost live feel yes um and so the guy that did it john mcclario uh from not a recording studio uh, i can't find this information anywhere on the internet I had to listen to the Kingdom Core podcast for this, uh, but that it's super awesome. Like he did such a great job, and I hope that more bands reach out to that guy and you know go that route. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but you know, overall, some good clean fun. Do you like the album art? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of it right now. Is there like a spine involved? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think okay, so. They released like a, their first shirt or whatever I saw like on uh, Instagram and uh, like their first like yeah, yeah, shirt, yeah. you know. And I was like, I'm buying it, right? I was like so in on these guys. I was like, I'm buying it and I'm posting a picture and they're going to repost it and that's going to be so sick, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh-huh. so so I bought it, you know, and I actually did – I think I did a reel in it and they yeah. actually spotted that I was wearing their shirt, which was cool. But I think it has the album art on the shirt and it's like a spine – and it's actually bothers me that I haven't looked or thought that close of like what the rest of it is. So rescue me, Gary. So my first impression, I thought it was like some kind of fossil, you know, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like yeah. a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's like super abstract and weird. And I think there's like, it's just, you know, turned into black and white and makes it really weird. But apparently it's like a deer carcass that's floating in a river with like the rib cage hanging out oh yeah okay i kind of see that you know i see the pterodactyl also in a sense like a fossil but yeah. i get it now okay i still don't get it even with that i'm like no i i, I, I like that that's okay so that's what it is right? right but there's obviously stuff done and i like how it's kind of like this abstract yeah. i don't really know what this thing is like it's we'll say it's artsy it is yeah, it's unique. Now, I I don't know. For me, truthfully, I don't I, album art like doesn't get me going. I know, I know. You're a single guy. You don't do albums. You you just I'm not a single guy. I'm married, Gary. I mean, like you like singles. You're like <laughs> I like singles. I yes. like that Taylor Swift song. Bye. <laughs> I you know yes, absolutely. But like to me, some of my favorite albums, I think of like they don't have necessarily the best album art but maybe they do maybe in their mind it is like i know i know some people like chris from the kingdom core podcast he's really into album art right um and he talks about it a lot and they do like what's your favorite album art and you also gary always ask me what do you think of the album art and i'm like it's cool you're like kind of sucks (laughs) no i would never say that (laughs) see like and i think we, we did bloodlines too and you're like what do you think about it and i was like it's cool. And you're like, it's album art of the year. And maybe you just have like, an, <laughs> maybe you have like an abstract mind and you can like see stuff that I can't. I look at it and I'm like, 
It's just a picture, okay. man. It's a picture. <laughs> You're like, but they did this and all that. Okay. I I like when it's like the album art is just as important of a decision as mm. like order of tracks as what the whole album sounds like. Yeah. And this album art's cool. I mean, so much so that I, I bought some of their merch, right? Which is pretty awesome. And now we're going to do a podcast and talk about six of our favorite songs. Yep. So, without further ado, let's talk about the first track that we chose, Disrespect for a Voice Unheard. love the way the song jumps in quickly after you know the 30 seconds yeah. of build up Brum. with punk Brum. drums you know i think that's Absolutely. what really stuck out to me was like like okay this is gonna be lightweight and quick you know mm-hmm. like punchy this isn't like breakdown this isn't like metal core you know yeah um and i really think it's a defining way this punk I don't know, heartbeat of the album. I feel it. And the drums, like you said, the drums are killer here. Like it is, it's, it's a, it's a punk drum and it, it goes kind of hard, but I do think like throughout the song, there's, there's space. We talk a lot about space in music and the way that they play their their instruments, right. And scream in the space mm-hmm. is like what I think I really like about, about plead Will's cause. Like, just you'll have the guitar going kind of chugging a little bit and then there's this awesome scream uh great lyrics and then they chug again and the drums are going and it's just there's just a lot of space that i really think they use well yeah i really like that the first line of the song is the title of the song (laughs) that's true that is true (laughs) yeah no i like and lyrically like this whole album uh I think you text me, like, earlier today. You're like, you sure you just don't want to do the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do, I do. But I also think, like, if we do all eight songs, this, we might be here for two hours. But, like, they're so good. Like, they're, the lyrics of all of these songs are so good and well thought out. And, like, I identify with these guys, yeah. I feel like. I really feel like I identify with these guys and I can know, like, whoever's writing the, the songs, like, I, I feel like I had the same heart, you know, um, and, and think the same way. Um, and especially with this song. Yeah. And it's, it's, this is the first song I chose. Um, 
And I think mostly because this idea of like the voices, the people that cannot speak up, that do not speak up, or like, you know, this unheard voice, it's been ignored. Like yeah, of the marginalized. The marginalized yeah. society, they're being they're disrespected. Um they're being killed. Uh and it's this sour taste. And I think at one point he talks about like how his anger, just white hot anger mm-hmm. um, through runs through his veins. And it's like, man, I feel like I've been there. Pretty sure when I sent this EP to you, yeah, I was like, Tyler is going to love this song. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it. And I like, it kind of brings me back to the early two thousands with like the group shouts you know, and all that stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a perfect song for me to start this album. Yeah. There's a line in here that I really like when I was listening to it, it stuck out, right? It's something that I heard clearly. And every time I hear it, like I know exactly where we're at in the song when I hear that part. Um, but it says lip service is just a spit in the wind. Yeah. Uh, and then he screams, don't think you're making a difference when all you do is pretend and pick and choose the ones you care for. Um, I just, I really like that line, you know, cause lip service is like, just like showing support or like, yeah, I totally agree with you, but not doing anything like not yeah. taking any significant action on it, but, and the way he sings it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The way he comes in it. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Whenever I hear that lyric, I'm like, okay, I know where we're at in this song mm-hmm. and yeah, it sticks out, but like it continues like. I don't really remember. I think they said in the Kingdom Core podcast why they wrote this or what inspired them. But I yeah. think what happens is it continues to go and it speaks for events that continue to happen, right? And so you think about all these like mass tragedies that we're going through. We turn on the news and we see these things or what happened in Uvalde, you know, with the um, kids being killed in the elementary school and just terrible tragedies that just like just break you right to where like you're just so upset and like this song is speaking to the heart of that these these this lip service that every every single person says you know yeah it sucks it's not good we need to fix it but nothing ever happens Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating you know um and we live in this world where it's going to continue to happen right and it's it's so tough it's tough yeah yeah and i don't think it's just uh those kinds of things. I think it's, you know, uh, based on what they were talking about. Right. So the inspiration was the George Floyd thing, right. Yes, Cause he yes, wrote yeah. this like years ago, uh, which I, I like that, you know, that's what gave him the inspiration to write it. Yeah. Um, but then it's worded and phrased to be more ambiguous Absolutely, and be more yeah. open to cover very various things. And, um, and even stuff like, you know, abortion and, yeah, uh, just the people that aren't able, like you were saying, they can't speak up for themselves. Right. Um, but yeah, and there's a lot of like, a, you know, being upset and ashamed. And there's this part at the end that I really like where he says, I keep looking back and I'm ashamed. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like it's not necessarily for something he did or didn't in this case do, but just like that it happened and the way people react and people are just like, yeah, this is terrible. Oh, that sucks. But it, no change is made. But yeah. ultimately, it's because we live in a broken world. Yeah, it's just like, though, I think the hardest part is, and I, I think it goes back to that line of, like, picking and choosing. Like, 
I don't think I ever want to be, and I don't think we should ever want to be numb when we turn on the news and hear about some innocent person or innocent people um, being killed or taken advantage of, right? But it seems like that sometimes happens. It's like, oh, there's another school shooting or there's another, you know, some sort of genocide in another country or what's happening in Ukraine and stuff like that. It just, you almost get numb to it, right? Well, I think think it's because of media. Yeah. You know, because of technology, we hear every murder and every tragedy that happens. Absolutely. As soon as they happen with live updates. Yeah. And I think it's just all this, like, I don't know brokenness like if you were not numb you would be so depressed yeah you would be ruined every day when you look at the news or open google and look at the trending news or facebook or whatever wherever you get your news right and i think it's just a very easy thing to like flip a switch and be like ah another one scroll keep going yeah i mean it's hard I feel like that's a, that's a song on its own. We should write a song about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I And I feel like, the and for me, like now listening to it, I think about um, the the school shooting at Uvalde, like thinking about that. And I remember like thinking about when that happened and I saw the news and heard about all that stuff. Like it just, I get, I, I'm so upset. Like I couldn't even like not think about it. You know what I mean? Like just running through my head and thinking about as a teacher, if I'm in that position, what goes on and the parents trying to get there. Cause I'm also a parent and of a elementary mm-hmm. schooler, you know, and just thinking about all those things and like those, those kids that really they're, they had no voice in this. Yeah. Right. They're yep. the powerless. And it's like, it's so hard and just gets you angry. And I can just feel that the anger that is spoken in this song. And it's like, man, I just, I, I feel that. Yeah. And it's not right. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, so the part after the uh, looking back, looking back, and I'm ashamed, you know, he comes yeah. back in with kind of like that talk singing yeah, um, that he does. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a pop punk thing where it's like, oh, I keep, you know, kind of almost has like a British yeah, accent yeah, yeah. or something that, that comes oh, in. I love that, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it too. Uh, but the, yeah, when he comes in with that, I really love how he says, you know, He's ashamed of the thoughts that so encompass me. Yeah. You know, and he screams it echoing and um, a condition I can't help. I wish I was somewhere else, you know. I I think, you know, kind of what you were saying, I'm putting words in your mouth now. Hey. <laughs> that, that that's where you're at, right? These thoughts are encompassing you. Like, that's yeah. all you can think about. Yeah. You know, and I think that this song is also the anthem for the band name. Yeah, absolutely. Pleading the widow's cause, mm-hmm. right? Which is a Bible verse. Yeah. But, you know, speaking up for those who don't have a say in court. That's what the Bible was. Well, Isaiah was telling, what, Judah? Yeah. You know. So yeah, speaking up. For, I mean, it's literally just another way of saying their their band name, right? Disrespect for a yeah. voice unheard. And without picking or choosing 
who we're staying up for. The idea is we are doing what God has called us to do and standing up for those people that are unheard, those people that cannot speak for themselves. So let's move on to the next song. All right, let's do it, man. Pain Split. right in and just gets to the point i actually like really well, i do like it a lot <laughs> now i have this question for you okay so it jumps in you know and it just goes hard and you kind of have this like this hardcore kind of like screaming and and guitars and all of a sudden it cuts and like the guitar goes like clean and has this tone that i've heard a that billion like times. reverb background yeah. like yeah and so what is that like is that like a I'm trying to think of like where I identify that from. Is it like a genre of like early 2000s? Was that like a thing, like a new metal? Like I think it's thing? new metal. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what... A part of me wants to say like POD satellite. Y- yes. Yeah. 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 And the other part of me is like, no, Gary, you're being ridiculous. But I, have no I, I idea. feel you, dude. I really like how that's that's there for like the the bridges. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, the quiet parts between verses. Um, and then when he comes in with the verse or a chorus, there's like a driving guitar that kind of overtakes that. Yes. Um, and then when that guitar leaves, it's that's still there in the background. Why did you yes. have a did you have a band or? A... No, I, I didn't think of POD. I just thought of new metal and like that idea of that like that guitar that's like there, and then there's like rapping rock over it in a sense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. It really reminded of new metal. So I'm glad that you you said that. But yeah. it's this song is awesome, and it is the title track of the album. I'll let you explain what Pain Split is, because I feel like you're an expert. All right, more borrowed content. <laughs> <laughs> it's a move from, from Pokemon. You're telling me you did not know that before? I, for real? Did not know. that. Okay, do I know that that is a move in Pokemon? Yes, I do. <laughs> did I know that's what this song was named after? No, I had no idea. But in my and our defense, it is a line in the song. It is. And it's used it's used well. It's not used as a move in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I really I, I felt like you even before the Kingdom Core podcast, part of me was like, Oh, Gary already knew that when I heard that and they said it was part of a Pokemon thing. I was like, Oh, Gary knew that. You really didn't? No. Dang. When he said it I was mowing my yard. I rolled my eyes because I was like, of course it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You were in, were you when you were a kid like into all the Pokemon cards oh, yeah. and all that? Oh, oh yeah. me too. Me too, man. When I was a kid, yeah, yeah. Oh, still you have them? Do you still have them? <laughs> no. So a few years back, uh, my nieces and nephew 
uh, really got into Pokemon and I was like, well, I got all these before I had kids. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Part of me is like, darn, I shouldn't have done it, but they're still playing Pokemon and for like five years now and they're like super into it. But anyways, that's awesome. That's cool. Gary. (laughs) I personally, I think like once I got into like middle school or whatever, my parents like yard sell them for pennies. So, and they were gone, which is cool. Um, so back to the song pain split. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, what's the song about? So basically focusing on worldly things instead of on God, like that, that's really what it is. Uh, and that he's like running from God, I'll say like Mm. choosing other things. Um, but there's something like, I like to picture that thematically in the song that he's like going back to reading his Bible and when he hears it, the thing repeating over and louder until he's dead, uh, Mm -hmm. that's like god reminding him that you know your soul's been bought you are forgiven but yeah yeah that that's kind of the pain split you know running from god saying i don't want this chasing things that are you know that are gonna break and fill your heart full of ache to take their lyrics as part of the description so would this would this be a song that you would say sounds like blindside like, is this where you heard that? Like, your idea? Like, oh, I kind of hear Blindside. Maybe. I don't. There's never really, like, a moment that I thought of it. It's just after listening to it, I just got these, like, early, maybe Blindside Silence, maybe earlier than that. Yeah. Um, where they screamed a lot, you know? I kind of feel, feel that. And I'm, not, I'm no Blindside expert. Like, let's, let's be real here. But, like, I kind of feel that. Or maybe, maybe... Um, when you said you had Emery vibes, kind of this on the outro too. Awesome lyrics, right? He says, I'll enter in with one eye. But with a heart that's new, I'll enter in with one hand, hack it off, and let me let me get to you. Um, and it's just kind of it's kind of a breakdown, right? And it's heavy, and he's screaming, yeah. and it's just an awesome, awesome outro. Yeah, that gives me like I don't know, close your eyes kind of vibes, or mm. I don't know, like who really ends a song that's like let me get to you, where they scream it like that, yeah. and boom, it's yeah. done. You know, it's like this like hardcore yell. Uh, not quite Sleeping Giant, but, you yeah. know, something like that. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite lines in this uh, is kind of the part that I, I talked about after he says, you know, repeating over and louder in my head until I'm dead, uh, is the line, all my evil actions and every evil thought are taken down and hold nothing now. My soul has been bought. And I love the way that the the music builds with the vocals of it. Yeah, and he like holds the you know the note for bot and screams mm. it like that, and it's like this longer raspy shout. You're 
they don't you know they don't have breakdowns they don't really have like yeah you know, i really like the strong the song structure me too i feel like they do like the first verse a bunch of stuff that might be a chorus but it's only done once so is it really a chorus and then like the first verse again to like wrap up the song and that's kind of like the hardcore thing to do mm-hmm. right there's no choruses we're just gonna we're just gonna say what we're what we mean and we're gonna yeah tell, it's kind of what Underworth did you know yeah. for some of their songs yeah it's, it's a really good song i uh it's it's one that i continue continually play and do you think that's the theme of this this album and they i mean it's the title track this idea of coming back to god's call even though like we're failing and all that stuff yeah, I, th- I think so. I think if you took all the songs' lyrics together, I think this would be the average of them. Yeah. Of, like, suffering practically by choice. Well, no. By choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just, like, this reminder of, you know, you are forgiven. Yeah. Um, and then even at the end, the line that you were talking about where he talks about, like, you know, he'll enter heaven with one eye but with a heart that's new and he'll enter with one hand and hack it off. Right. And that's like the Bible tells, you know, like if you're going to sin with your left hand, it's better to chop it off and not do that. And so he's like, I'll tear my body apart to follow you. Um, Right. Yeah. And I think there's another song that we'll get to. That's kind of like that, but I think they do a good job at, okay, for one, here we go. I would say that they're a Christian band, but, it's interesting you say they're a Christian band, not just Christians in a band. Yeah. Well, you know, we love that phrase. We, we do love, love that, that phrase. Whole... Yeah. Tomato, it's, it's tomato hard. for us, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, for us. Yeah. But you get like... So here's the biggest thing that I've been thinking about lately. Uh, because of our Discord, we have like a huge range of ages, yeah. right? And someone will be... So I did a survey which O sleeper album is better right son of the morning or children of fire and the people that are 19 are like oh i've only listened to their newest album i've never listened to that old stuff and it's like ah yeah you guys don't even know like they yeah, think that, of the morning's great they think their newest album is so amazing and i'm like you guys haven't even listened to their older two like and it got me thinking you know like of like where we were at 20 you know yeah. 21 and we were dead set on like words like Christian band. Had to. We're older now, and we're like, eh. Let right. me read the lyrics. I will consume the content, and I will tell you if this is beneficial to me or not. Right. And we look right. at it through our own lens, too. We can take things and say, okay, no matter what this song was intentionally written about, right, we can take it and still put our view yeah. on anything. Yeah, like... Right? Take the, like, if you don't know what the inspiration of the song is, yeah. we now, as the consumer, get to consume it yeah. through whatever way we want. And right. so you can easily look at a song and be like, ah, they're Christians. Someone else would be like, what? Yeah. Where did you get that? Anyway, my, my point is, I, I feel like we think lightly of things because we've already thought about it for the past 15 yeah. years. And debated with people and argued but there's still so many people a whole new generation of people coming up that have never even like okay these arguments haven't been had yet and they're fighting on facebook groups and people like oh you're so dumb it's like well actually they're just they're just ignorant okay now now, gary you're showing your age by assuming 
that 19 year olds are even on Facebook, dude. You got me. <laughs> got me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they're on MySpace, right? Is That's that... what it is. MySpace. Yeah. Um, what was there? There was other ones before too. You know, there's some other social media we had. Uh, AIM Messenger. Oh jeez. You ever get on that thing? No. I think it's how I first like talked to my wife. AOL Instant Messenger. Wow, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember talking to my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, uh, I think that wraps up the song, right? Yeah, dude. Um, let's go to the next track then, Gary, which is I'm Afraid of Final Goodbyes. probably can't tell on first listen but after knowing what the song's about when you listen to that intro like you just know it's a sad song yeah like you start to see like oh it's not so poppy it's not so energetic and punchy you know it's i don't know it kind of feels like a a punch in the gut kind of music like the way the guitars are and you're like like oh great there comes a sad song yeah Uh, it's a sad song. But what I think is really cool uh, in those first few verses, those first few lines that he says, um, is like the different kind of vocal styles and the way we kind of swing from low to high and high to low. And If you listen to this as an instrumental, like there's no lyrics, I don't know if I would, maybe you would, maybe it connects now, but I don't know if I would say right away, oh yeah, this song's sad. Oh yeah, no, not not right away. Yeah, I I think it's just because you start to as- associate the lyrics with the guitar riff. Yeah, I don't know, tying emotion to sound. Yeah, and it wasn't until I read the lyrics and I was like, "Dang, man, I don't know if I could listen to the song on on the on the use anymore." Like, because <laughs> now I know what it's really about, and uh, it's it really yeah it breaks my heart, and and uh, I think of. Not as much as we talked about um, when we did our Emory episode, The Curse of Perfect Days, right? And it talks kind of about, like, Losing in a someone. sense. But it was yeah. more, like, theoretically. Like, I had a dream that that's what yeah. Toby's writing about, right? And so it's in theory. And and this just sounds like it happened. Yeah, so for those that don't know, we're kind of dancing around it. We are, this, yeah. The song is about someone who fought and lost against mm-hmm. cancer. Yeah. Um, and this song is kind of a lament. It's kind of like his final goodbye in song form. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the verses are like story set up or reminiscing of good times. Yeah. Um, like he talks about, you know, you made Christmases so special. You loved going to the beach. Like it, it's it's a sad song. 
Yeah. I think too, like just in, in my mind, like picturing this, I think of a motherly figure. I don't know if it's mom or grandma or, or something like that. Right. Like, um, that's my first picture and I, I don't know who it's about. Right. Um, but you see this and, and it's so tough, right? Cause even, even though like it talks about this person passing away, um, he's afraid of saying his final goodbyes, even though he knows inside, this isn't really the end, right? Um, believing in an afterlife and, um, heaven and, um, being eternally, um, alive with God. Uh, it's, it's still really sad. And to me, like cancer and, and dying and thinking of people I love dying terrifies me, man. Tyler, I won't die on you. Oh, thanks, Gary. Yeah, and I really I like the chorus. I guess it's a chorus. Uh, it's kind of the clean singing part that comes yeah. out, you know. Um, you know that I know you're passing away soon. There won't be a chance to say goodbye. I th- I think that there's parts of the song that are in the now, like looking back, and other parts that were like, I don't know, like like a collection of notes when someone's dying and you're like writing in a journal, like yes, your thoughts, yeah. you know. And this is like the collection of like this emotional stuff um but i i mean i really like the song because it causes a reaction you know yeah. it gives you an emotion um but before reading the lyrics i just thought it was a good song <laughs> <laughs> is that why you chose it because you chose it like oh, no right so the songs i picked i picked them after reading the lyrics okay and so this is one that i was like oh this will be a fun one to dig into you have, not twist, you have a twisted sense of fun, <laughs> Gary. No, I say like we. I say this all the time. Like my favorite bands are the bands that make me feel, right? Something, and all of these songs lyrically make me think, make me feel, and I'm here for it. Even if it is an emotion and a thought that I, I don't like experiencing. It also I can identify again, like thinking about if this was if this was to happen to me, or if it were to happen to you know um, someone I loved. Uh, but I do think it's actually kind of beautiful to have this song um, as a goodbye, right? Like to be mm-hmm. able to share it. Yeah, songs like these, but you have like two groups of listeners: those that are like, "Oh, this is sad. I hope it doesn't happen to me." Yeah, and then you have the other group that's like, "This happened to me." Yeah. And I relate. And I feel like these are the kind of songs that, like, maybe I should start putting on a playlist for, like, when something bad happens. <laughs> you know, have a collection of sad yeah. songs to help yeah. me get over things, help me process emotions and feelings right. and stuff like that. But And for me, it makes me want to, like, like call my parents and be like, I love you guys. But, like, I can't – not that I can't do that. Be I like, just... Tyler, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> – Dude, I don't know. Like for me, like every time, like I tuck my kids in, and, and before we recorded this this episode, before we started recording, I went and I put my kids to bed, tucked them in, you know, prayed with them, read with them, and then said to both of them, "I love you." Right? Like it's easy to say right now as dad to little kids, "I love yeah. you," and easy for them to say the same to me. But at some point, like I don't know what happens, but you can't just go to your dad and be like, "I love you, dad." Hmm. Maybe you I don't should know. Can see you? them. Maybe you should see them less often. <laughs> I feel like I maybe. say it to my parents after like holidays and stuff, and I'm sure my dad's gonna listen to this. And be like, nope, he never tells me. But 
it's like unspoken love. I don't know. And I, it just makes me want to express to yeah. the people that I love that I care for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I really like the outro of this, mm. um, because, so the, the outro is like this long repetitive, uh, riff. And when you just yeah. listen to it and you don't know the lyrics, you're just like, okay, the song's over. I get it. Right. Yeah. We're dragging this out. Um, but I, I like it because you can see, I don't know. It gives you a sense of the final goodbye because of the space yeah. and how long it takes to end. You know, his, he ends the song with, I'll miss you until the end, you know, and, and then that's it. Um, and you know, part of you is like, you know, what does he mean? You know, you're not going to miss him anymore at the end. And yeah, you know, he's talking about, you know, in heaven one day they will see each other again. Yeah. And so he, you're not going to miss them again when you see them, but right. you know, it's just a really cool, like uh, final thought, final goodbye. That is like this 22nd guitar riff, you know, to, to end the song. And I think that's, that's a good musical choice. Yeah, it's very. It seems like it's very intentional, and it's a great transition. And you're probably still in your thoughts, right, for um, what this song, the heaviness of this song, and not heaviness is in music, but the lyrics. Yep. Let's move to our next song we picked, which is Diet Koresh. interesting and lyrically we're going to get to in a sec in a second but sonically a great song a fun song when i'm trying to digest these lyrics though and i i see the song title of diet koresh this isn't some sort of knockoff diet cola brand it's something much more that was was totally my first impression is like is this like russian diet coke or something like what is koresh you know russian diet coke (laughs) that's funny um so Gary, I think you should do the honors of right. enlightening us or me even to this. So yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting, and I think once you realize the inspiration, you'll be like, "Oh, I get the whole song now." Because um, at first you're looking at these lyrics and you're like, "Uh, that's not right." Uh, integrity is for the weak. Okay, this is wrong. There's only truth and stuff. Okay, what's going on here? Think yeah. you know. Um. So basically, this is about that like Waco, Texas cult thing uh, oh. with David Koresh. Yes, I do. Yeah, remember I think now. there was I like a Netflix now, yeah. documentary about it. You know, like the the FBI ended up like 
I'll say, going to siege against their like outpost. And they all like killed themselves, right, or something like crazy. 83 like eighty-three of them got killed by the FBI, like in gunfight stuff. Like there's like a little civil war at this compound. Um, but you know, there's it was just a messed up. It was a huge cult. There's like polygamy and like child abuse, and it was just a really nasty thing. Mm. Um, and he, you know, was someone who said that God spoke to him, and he used the Bible to have thousands or hundreds, I'd say thousands, uh, of people who believed that he was a prophet. Yeah. Um, mm. Diet Koresh is like these are you know not David Koresh himself, but like you know a light version. Here's some lines that are that would be used, you know, taking a little piece of truth and putting a lie into yeah. it, taking a little piece of the Bible and twisting it into a lie. So you're like, oh, the Bible backs this. Like, this must be true. I must follow this. Um, and so, and really, I think I've tried finding parts where I, uh, to see if it's like a conversation or like, if, you know, in the lyrics. Yeah. But I think every line of this, except for the very last two words... Um, is a saying of a cult leader trying to get you to follow him. Right. You know, I even think like, and I might be totally not remembering this right, but like when le- learning about what happened in Waco, right? Like they were forced to, as part of the cult, to eat certain things, to um, wear certain things, or women yeah. couldn't do certain things, right? And it, w- it was really, like you said, this like super strict... Um, in a sense, a, a diet, you have to do what this person says. So may, maybe even that is part of it oh, too, yeah. hmm. um, which is, could be interesting, but like this, this idea of somebody twisting God's perfect word and making it about them, making it so that they can be followed and that they can have some sort of authority. Uh, it's actually kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, so lyrically, when it starts off, it's like someone who's like weak and in need or suffering or having a hardship. And he's like, you know, follow me. I'll, you know, I'll give your sickness rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like now you're clothed in white and forgiven, but you have to follow me. And I feel like the whole song is just this big buildup of like, by the end of it, you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Why am I following this person? Right. But, it's an interesting song because, you know, on my first listen of the album and like without digging into lyrics, like I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite song. Mm. After like reading the lyrics and stuff, like there's some lines that I don't know, bother me more. Not because like they don't bother me because it was said, they bother me because of what they represent. Right. Um so it's not really my favorite song anymore. <laughs> but it's, it it made me think about yeah. like how many songs do I listen to, especially you know from secular bands, that I'm like I really like this song like there's the there's that line that sticks out it's catchy I like it I like singing it it's fun, yeah. but then like I never dig into the lyrics and figure out what am I really listening to what do I really like you know what's really being told to me, um, not anything to do with this song but uh, that was just a thought. Yeah. Well, so think. now, like, uh, you you nailed it on the head when you said it's going to change my entire interpretation of what I was going to talk about, and like even like the last part, like it's a huge buildup to literally like God changed His mind and you're all damned to hell now. Like we're you're going 
Yeah. You're going to die for this cause. Yeah. Right? It's like, wow, that's heavy. That's crazy. And that did, that happened, right? Like, that actually yeah. happened. And Yeah, because he was like a apocalyptic kind of preacher. And yeah. he's like, this is the end of the world. You have to die, you know, for us to go to heaven, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. Right, that type of deal. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And, and lyrically, there's stuff that sticks out that's like, you can you can tell as the song goes on, it get like the word choice gets a little more intense. Like he'll he'll say something like you know, uh, leave your family behind who needs them anyway. And it's like, well, wait, wait, what? What do you mean leave my family behind? Like now you're part of this. And he says like, don't communicate to the ones who show God hate. It's like people are trying to tell you, hey, you're in a cult, get out of there. It's like, oh, they hate God. Stop listening to them. Yeah. Keep listening to me. Another line that they say that is building up, uh, the non-compliant will burn in God's wrath. It's like, if you don't follow what I say, God will kill you, you know, or you're going to go to hell because you're not following the machine, you know? I'm pretty sure too, like going on that idea of flames, that they set their place on fire too. They did. And like, they ended up like a lot of them perishing in the flames too. Yep. So that could even be like a literal lyric. See, now I need to go back and really dive into this. You're going to go reread the Waco, Texas? Maybe. What's that? What was that cult called? The Branch Davidsons? Davidians. Davidians. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. And, and it goes, you know, there's a, there's a lot of themed of, of this stuff, you know, not necessarily the same as a prosperity gospel preacher. But in a sense, the same idea of like tweaking God's word to fit your narrative, to to make you seem like this amazing person, to offer something for somebody else. When when really, the idea of Christianity is this free, unconditional love of Christ, right? Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to. There's no yeah, strings. There's attached. nothing you can do to earn. Where these cults are like, here's all the things you have mm-hmm. to do yeah. to earn salvation, to right. be forgiven. These are all the requirements. And, you know, as humans, we like a list of do's and don'ts. So we like tasks. Yeah. Like we're wired that way. So it's like, okay, I want to be a Christian. Tell me what I need to do and what I don't need to do. Yep. And it's like, for what? Like, is the purpose... So that you feel better about yourself? Well, that's sinful. Is the purpose so that you feel like you're making a difference in the world? Well, that's sinful. Is the purpose because you want to worship God and do what he says? Oh, okay. Here's what Jesus says to do. Be like him. Follow him, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we're getting down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you're so right. And we've talked about this idea before that we when people become Christians, this idea of like, well, now everything's going to be easy peasy, right? It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. It's not God's on lot. my side. Yeah. If Christ is anything. for me, y'all can't be against me. <laughs> right. And and there's truth to that, but not in the sense of, um, you know, 
you're, worldly you're still success. Gonna, yeah, you still have yeah. to worry about sometimes your your money. You're gonna have stresses. You're gonna have um, tough things happen to you, right? And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that they're gonna just magically stop, yep. right? Um, and, and that's not what it's about. These, these worldly struggles will continue to happen, but you are saved, right? And that's what it comes yep. down to: is God has saved you, and there's no strings attached. Whoop whoop. Sweet. We went from Russian Diet Coke to uh, <laughs> to God's grace, baby. Let's go. All right. So let's move on to the next song. Meant to Lose. like musically this is such a great song well i don't yeah. know why i say musically specifically lyrics are great too <laughs> yeah you know the guitar leads on that intro that you know the first minute or so i really like the bass in this song mm. i was just jamming in the background yeah uh going along with the guitar and i kind of feel bad because i don't ever bring it up i meant to talk about on the last song there's a bass line that i really like um but and I really like how this song starts. You know, it's like vocally different. Um, yeah. It's almost like it starts off like an alt rock or grunge rock kind of thing going on. Yeah. Uh, and it slowly builds back into strained vocals, um, which builds into the very harsh, you know, more frustrated vocals. Yeah. I mean, it it's so good. It's a great. I think starting it like this um, makes it stick out a little more compared to the other songs. Absolutely. I think, I think number one, we do have to normalize giving bass players credit. Like we, we always, you know, you always, it's part of the background, you know, in some bands it's more of, it's more pronounced than others, but I'd say like in this album, you definitely hear the bass and you're like, okay, like you can, it's groovy, you know, and you can hear. I think we hear it because like, we're like paying really close attention, right? We're trying to give other people our opinion true yeah. and so we're like well what are the drums doing what's the bass doing what are the lyrics let's talk about every piece yeah. and so like you know you know when i'm just like listening to this like in the truck or whatever like driving down the road i mean i don't think i don't think like what are how are these drums how what what, what would i say oh that's that's punk ah, those are punk drums i don't do that <laughs> yeah. right i don't go like you know, like, oh, I like the way he screams like that. It's more of a feel, you know, like, hey, this yeah. is a jam. I like this song. Yeah. Uh, I don't really, you know, pick and choose. But I really do like that we do this now. I like doing this because it's like, you know, yeah, I noticed. How yeah. many other people noticed, you know, like. And then those bass players out there are like, yes, yeah, finally. You guys are the best. They they heard me. We hear <laughs> and, and you. I do think the basis for this band does an awesome job. Like, really yeah. awesome and but the problem is like even looking at my notes for this song i just put like the very beginning i was like 
fun guitar. <laughs> I wasn't like the bass slaps, even though it does. Like, yeah, I should have. Um, but the guitar. Let's get back on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar is fun, my friends. Like, it, it's just a cool riff, and it feels like. Yeah, like alternative almost, or kind of like we're going more pop punk than post hardcore. Uh, Flyleaf, is that what you think, really? Uh, no, it. I, I, I didn't get that vibe. I, I kind of want to re-listen to this whole album yeah. with Flyleaf that in, in mind. The, you know, foreground because I wrote my notes before I listened to the yeah. Kingdom Core podcast, and they mentioned that, so I was like, Yeah, I know one Flyleaf song, so I don't know if I'm qualified to say mm-hmm. if they sound like Flyleaf or not, or you can hear Flyleaf inspiration um i do this you're not gonna agree with me on this okay i'll just start off with like you're wrong you're wrong bring it up okay so when it like builds and you're so right it like builds and all of a sudden like the vocals are strained and the vocals are like heavy again right and it's when he comes in and he says like sometimes i stumble over my words when i speak Mm -hmm. and like the guitar like in the background is like you got like it's like you know kind of has that pinch going and he's like screaming I, I think it sounds like Norma Jean. might be like the pace or the timing of the screaming but i just feel like that's like a norma jean verse you know Hmm. and i i wrote it knowing that you're going to disagree with me and you're makes me think that you don't agree no i don't know i mean i agree that norma jean makes that sound with their guitar (laughs) is that what i'm getting out of this that's the only (laughs) instrument like i don't feel it with the drums or the bass or the rhythm guitar like i just don't but I, I hear I, like hearing yeah. that like ring like that, that sound like yeah Norma Jean loves playing that twangy pinchy. Okay. You know. So so I'm not like extremely far off. I'm just a little bit in right field. I don't, dude. What something sounds like to you doesn't mean that it's wrong. Oh yeah, back right. on our abstract talk, right? Like yeah. this is really it's really whatever we digest. Yeah, it's as. whatever you want it to be. You know. <laughs> okay. It, to well, me, it then... sounds like Five Finger Death Punch. I love this. <laughs> Dude, it's been a minute since we talked about Five Finger Death Punch. Dude, I'm glad we brought that back. Well, since this is abstract, Gary, um, can you tell us what it means? The word abstract? No. What's the song really. about meant to lose, man? Yeah, uh, I think it's like a, I'll say a lamentation, a complaint. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, you know, he's just meant to lose. I mean, this is a downer song lyrically, um, but I, f- I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can relate. I mean, I just to throw the the words out that are in this song, right? He's yeah. overthinking, stumbling, embarrassing himself, mm-hmm. getting older, struggling with social cues, you know, yeah. feeling like he's meant to lose, name of the song, paralyzed by fear, thoughts are racing, he can't sleep, he's dreading tomorrow, and he yeah. yells like, I need help. Yeah. No one knows what a failure I am. Um, and, you know, it's... There's people that just feel that way. And there's days I feel that way. Nothing Absolutely. goes right. And in high school, this is probably my daily song of how mm. I felt. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's cool uh, that he's... I'm going to rephrase this. 
I think it's awesome that he's able to put to words like just this collection of this like social anxiety kind of feel where like everything you do, you think you're just doing it wrong yeah. and you're embarrassing yourself and everyone is like watching you and you think you're like the spotlight in everyone else's lives. And like that guy's a failure. I, I really like thinking about the specific lyric where he says in my aging skin, no one knows what a failure I am. Right. Cause young people look up to adults you know, and as we're getting older, people look up to us wherever they might see us on social media and everything looks peachy, but it's not always the case, right? There's yeah. things even every single day that I continually fail at. I fail at being the best dad I can be or the best husband I can be or whatever it is, right? Like I'm still, there's days, especially where I look at I'm like, man, I could have got off my rear end and done the dishes for my wife but i didn't i sat there and watched an entire baseball game yeah you know and like i don't know so a horrible reminder this show bluey right love bluey me too so good love it the worst part is bandit the dad and he makes me look terrible (laughs) like he is such a great dad he is. Uh, and, you know, the show's hilarious. For those that have kids, if you haven't watched Bluey yet, get it. I'll Go. say, I'll say, we endorse it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, awesome. It's awesome to see uh, the kids' perspective, but also, like, the parents' perspective. Yeah. Of, you know, family situations and playing, really, just playing with your kids. And, I mean, it's just, it's super real and it's honest and I love it. Uh, but, man, Bandit is such a great dad. Yeah. And like the commitment that he puts in <laughs> to playing with their kids. Like yeah. I'm I'm at home like I'll be like, "All right, 5 minutes on the floor, I'm done." <laughs> I'm going to sit down. Totally. "Dad, come play with me." You're like, "How about you play with yourself?" You yeah. know, like, "I don't want to play with your little brother. He doesn't know how to play." I'm like, you know, complaining the whole time. And meanwhile, Bandit's just like, "You want me to be mauled by wild animals? Right. And, like pretend animals? You got it." two hours later yeah and even bandit and it's funny we're just like digesting bluey now but like even bandit like he messes up or like bandit wants to sleep or bandits taking a nap and like his kids are playing with him and wake him up from it and he sometimes begrudgingly still goes and plays with them where like yeah it makes us look bad yeah but what a great what a great show (laughs) sorry i don't know how they that came from (laughs) what a failure i am you know a reminder of of where i'm lacking dude and that bluey's um theme song oh a jam it's a it's a straight up jam have you listened to the full like three minute version no oh it's so good what does it do do the whole thing over again yeah they'll do like the whole thing but like saxophones and then they'll do it with violins and like electric guitar (laughs) and like they do this you know really it's done over and over it's a great it's a great song yeah, if you and haven't heard fun. it, go listen to it. I'll give you a, a little sneak peek. August Swimming Podcast. Tyler. Oh, people that have no idea. New intro track. People that have no idea who Bluey is or what the show is are going to be like, wow, these guys are dumb. And if you guys don't have kids, still watch it. Honestly, you can still watch it and you'll probably enjoy it. So, meant to lose. (laughs) 
So I love, so my favorite part of this song is the intro line verse, uh, which is also the outro line. Yeah. Um, and I think it points back to Pain Split, which, mm. you know, is the title track of how he says, I'll vocalize frustration as I try to find my place in uncertain things. Yeah. You know, as opposed to a certain thing. Just a, you know, it's pain splits beginning talked about focusing on worldly things, things that will break, that will make your heart ache, yeah. you know, instead of on God. And this song is, I mean, it's just the tiniest hint, right? Without that, without that word, you know, find my place in uncertain things, which, you know, that's part of the problem. He's trying to find his place in things that are not solid. Yeah. There is no foundation you know, instead of like in Pain Split, where he like refocuses back on God. Absolutely. And these uncertain things, it's it's really hard not to focus on them because they're a part of our daily lives. Like even his, the, the I identify too with like the dancing around social cues. Like sometimes like even being in social situations is tough, right? Like... There's just weirdness. So have you ever like gone somewhere where you didn't really want to because you knew you're going to have to meet a lot of new people and that whole thing and you're going to have to smile so much that your face hurts like that type of deal? Today. My <laughs> Today work when you thing. Went to- <laughs> dude, it's been two and a half years since yeah. I saw people's faces. Right. And like going there and like how many people still work there that I used to talk to? Like, yeah. And it's weird because you go there and you're like, uh, and they're like, Gary? You grew yeah. a beard, and I'm like, you gained a lot of weight. <laughs> you know, like yeah, everyone dude. just looks so different, and it's been right. so long. And then you're like, well, actually, I don't even know anyone here. I only know like half the people. Yeah, like who are all these people? And it's yeah, it's awkward, and you you know you feel nervous and it's uncomfortable. Continue, sorry. Yeah, it, well, exactly, and it's those feelings, and sometimes like people that have anxiety about that, um, or other you know, issues like depression and stuff. It's just, it's, it's a, a huge thing, you know, these ideas of um, social cues and overthinking everything in life and just being paralyzed by fear. It's, there's a lot of things that I can identify in this song and there's other things that I can't, right? Um, which I think is pretty, pretty awesome because I think people can listen to this and say, yeah, I can at least identify with some parts of it. Yeah. So with that, should we move on to the next song? The last song. Yeah. True Love. told me about this band plead the yeah. widow's cause and now thinking about it you're like maybe i listened to um a voice for the unheard first or disrespect for a voice unheard first but i don't think i did i think i went to spotify and did my usual thing where i click top track the top track 
<laughs> and True Love was the top track. And right when this song started, and it comes in with that just riff, and it's like a punk, hardcore, right at you guitar riff, and the screaming comes in. I was like, I'm sold. Uh, this whole song, musically, sonically, lyrically, is what I am here for. Aces, man. This is this is peak music, man. This is like I I think of like that time when you and me we were like listen to We Will Overcome by Close Your Eyes like a ton, uh-huh. right? And this song kind of reminds me of like that feeling. Yeah. You know, the feeling of like I'm fired up right now. Like, let's go. And just like God's grace, the true love of who God is, like is shown so well through this song. And aggressively, like you just feel like like the screaming has has gotten to, especially like compared to the last track, uh, Meant to Lose, to this song, True Love. Like the vocals are aggressive. And it's almost like it's just this build, this build, this build, and then – Boom, and it hits and talks about yeah. the, the true love. I really like that, the fast punk rock vibes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like the way it starts, it reminds me of Goaty Hook. And I know you're like, Goaty Who? <laughs> you um, mentioned them to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, quick punk, but, you know, instead of like punky vocals, it's, we got hardcore vocals, which is yeah. awesome. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually think this whole album is like – the next generations like close your eyes we will overcome yeah uh like this is top-notch stuff and i think people should pay attention to it and i hope these guys do more Me too. Uh, even if they don't get to tour the world or even the united states or even the west coast oh come to the west coast please but We're uh begging you. you know I-, I think this is going to be a big impact on the scene and i know like like we've been wanting to do this for a while everybody yeah this whole episode uh, but we have lives and we're super busy and we already had stuff <laughs> yeah. pre-planned and in line. Uh, so we're getting to things as the, as we get to them, but, uh, back to the song. Yeah. I think you nailed it with the meaning of the song, you know, that he's a sinner in desperate need of Jesus. Uh, he tries to write himself in vain and yeah. Jesus still loves him. And he's like, why, why do, why? Like, I don't yeah. deserve this awesome like the first lyrics they just they literally not only like sound wise they punch you in the face like this the the punk the hardcore but lyrically when he's screaming like the second half of that first verse how can you bear the sight of me when i disgust myself how Mm -hmm. do i compare to capital h him 
right? Yeah. Like it's it's heavy, and it's like you know those questions are, are absolutely there. Like these, I, this we're we're falling over and over again, and we're trying to follow, but it feels like we can only crawl in vain and sliding back into this hole that our sin has made and our um, humanity has created. Uh, it's just a really good picture of the journey and the walk with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like that, that, that reminds me of like one of my favorite lyric from this song. He says, I can do nothing but rejoice. I don't deserve this. Mm. I didn't earn this. Yeah. Like, because he's, you know, he's a sinner. He's nothing he does is right. The way he, the way he screams that too, it's like, he's angry, but not angry. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's trying to convince God, like, no, I am not worthy of this. Yeah. Like, stop. I don't, I didn't earn this. I don't deserve this. Like, why? Why? Because, like, the whole chorus, is it a chorus? I guess it is. You know, at the end, they have, like, like that group shout, shout yeah. where he yells, you know, you know, why do you have this regard for a dead dog such yeah. as I? Yeah. And, you know, the whole chorus is just him being like, I deserve fire. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I deserve doom. I don't deserve this love. True love. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, I like the picture too of where he says, my legs are broken. Like literally I cannot follow you. They're broken. Yeah. Only way this is going to happen is if you, with your perfect strength, carry me. I, yeah. I have to wait for God. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, let me receive, let me receive. Why have I gotten any of this? And it talks about true love yeah. uh, for a fallen race, for humanity in a broken race. And true love, why protect me? True love, why? Man, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I like that this is actually the most recent song they wrote. Um, so for those that don't know, they wrote a lot of these songs over the past, like, two plus years um and then you know they went into studio and made them all this is like the most recent uh which makes me think you know they got more cohesive in their songwriting and their collaborative ability and like i i don't know if this is my favorite song uh or not on this album i haven't really picked one because i like the whole thing yeah um so my favorite part of this is my is the outro of the whole thing mm. when like the song basically ends yeah. and it just kind of comes back with like background reverb voices of him singing you know my legs are broken i cannot follow with your perfect strength carry me and one line that's different from the other times where he said it instead of saying you know i'm waiting just for you let me receive he says open my hands yeah. let me receive that's like even more like not just are my legs broken and i need you to carry me yeah but i need you to open my hands because i i can't it's such a great way to end the album too yeah Carry me, I'm waiting to 
Yeah, and it's this picture, like, of, like, in my mind, like, that's being created, uh, obviously with broken legs, sinking back in this hole that like, we've like created. Like a rotten deer carcass skeleton thing? <laughs> that is dead. Yeah. Completely dead. And you're bringing, oh, you're bringing the album art into this, Gary? <laughs> Are you going to help me, you, you know, you're making like... me connect this album art, <laughs> bro, dead in his sin, the deer carcass, this hole he's dug, his legs are broken and God goes and with his perfect hands, uh, takes him, carries him the way, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's beautiful. And it, and like we're on this journey, like without God, we're literally on this like straight path to hell, right? And we're walking, we're walking, and God literally grabs us and takes us from that. Is like what I get out of this, mm-hmm. you know? Because we do not deserve what we've been given. Um, this grace that's just amazing, man. This song gets me fired up, dude. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Lyrically great, uh, yeah. and again, like during those choruses, that bass, man. <sighs> It it it's moves fun. this song. It, yeah. yeah, it is good. See, if I w- if we were so blessed, Gary, to hear them play live, to see them at a show, this song this song would get me moving. This song would get me hyped. Yeah, I would have to like I would be looking for it. I would you not be able to sleep at night knowing I was going to hear this song performed live. You gonna be two stepping? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> when it comes in with the true love part. Oh, yeah. I am two-stepping. Absolutely. What I'm most excited about, hopefully, from this episode is that people that are going to listen to this go and listen to them, right? Yeah. It's one of those bands where you listen and you're like, man, this this is really good stuff. This is uh, – it makes me think, makes me feel, and it gets me going. I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, and to, to double down on that. I think a lot of our listeners have heard them. Yeah. Right? I mean, we've we've shared them a lot on we have. Discord and Instagram and stuff. And what I, I think, what I hope people get from this, if you haven't listened to them, give them a shot. Yeah. If you have listened to them, I hope that this episode, like, gave you more of a depth to them. Yeah. Like, this isn't just, like, you know, ten, eight, eight songs busted out really quick. We didn't talk about two of them. They're still right. good songs. They are. Uh, but, you know, to show you that, like, these guys have content. Like, they have substance. Like, mm-hmm. there's talent in this, and there's heart and passion in this. Yeah. And I'd love to see these guys get bigger. And even even if it's not, like, a numbers game, like, more listeners, having more, like, diehard fans. Absolutely. Because you got to start with those. But Yeah. So, closing out, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what we're doing, support us on Patreon. Uh, buy us a cup of coffee on there. If you want to talk to us and other like-minded dudes and dudettes, like-minded folks, <laughs> you know, join our Discord yeah. and uh, hang out with us, talk to other bands. Uh, little plug uh, for this. Lazarus Complex is going to be dropping a single. Probably by the time you listen to this, it'll be out. We're like... 17 of, of our guys on discord like submitted a blah scream <laughs> yeah and they put it in their next song coming out um so it, awesome. it was a lot of fun like hearing everyone collaborate on this on discord and like getting all excited and making fun of each other's terrible screams <laughs> um 
and hearing Joe, like having to like put everyone's screams together for this group, you know, scream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, you know. So yeah, thanks for listening. Peace. See ya. Thank you for listening.